You're listening to the Super Talk podcast, produced by the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, shaping profit to member super. Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Gary West and I'm the Senior Manager, Media and Communications with AIST. Today we'll be looking at the digital transformation for superannuation funds and what it means for trustees. Joining me is Chris Randall, Principal Consultant at Superannuation and Wealth Management Industry Consultants, IQ Group. Among the topics you'll be hearing about today are the digital transformation, what it means, why it's important, the role of change management, and much more. Chris, thanks for joining me today. What do you mean by digital transformation, particularly as it applies to the superannuation industry? Thanks, Gary. Digital transformation is a term that's commonly used in the industry, and many uh, equate that to changing registry platforms, redesigning member portals, or, or mobile applications, but it's, it's a lot more than that. Uh, it really is a transformation of the organization in terms of how the adoption of new technologies impacts the organization's ways of working and how members are engaged. Um, a lot of trustees are using monolithic legacy versions of registry platforms uh, that controlled all aspects of the registry and the member experience. Now with the advent of, of cloud-based solutions, we're seeing trustees want and um, expect to, to be able to leverage uh, the latest and greatest um, or best of breed commercial systems uh, like the, the likes of a CRM and be able to create their own member portals uh, that they can programmatically interact with the registry platform and control more, more of the member experience. Uh, even if you think about it from a registry platform perspective, a lot of tasks that uh, were traditionally done manually uh, may be now automated or degrees of it will be automated through the use of a new platform. So that's an impact to the actual administration operations teams. So the ways of working, their roles in the organizations change or evolve uh, as a result of some of this transformation work. So, uh, and even if we look at the, the website or the member portal, the fact that uh, trustees are now able to build out their own member portal and interact programmatically with the registry platform means that they can, uh, transform or change the way members engage with them. So have a more personal experience, a more intuitive uh, user, uh, user interface, and provide that level of service uh, that differentiates them from other trustees in the market. So this is something that goes, in fact, beyond technology. Yes, most definitely. Uh, technology is uh, only one aspect of it. If we look at the transformation side of things, it, it really is a, a change management piece as well. So it's the way, the internal ways the organization operates, uh, the leveraging of technology and the embracing of that technology as well to help both uh, from an internal operations perspective and servicing the members and meeting those strategic objectives that the, the trustees usually define. How do you prepare your organization for the digital transformation journey? Look, it, a digital transformation typically does take, it's, it's a long journey. Um, so organizations have to be prepared for that and make sure that a, a lot of it, there's a big education piece as part of that. 
Um, so that education starts obviously, or initiates at the executive level, but also has to filter down to all aspects of the organization and even to the members themselves as part of the education process. Um, you'll need to be able to not only educate people as to why you're doing the change itself or why we're transforming the organization, but it helps paint a better picture both for your staff and for the members knowing that we've got key objectives or key goals that we're trying to reach here. So people are in alignment or understanding what's actually um, going on as part of the program. Organizations really need to em embrace this digital transformation. And uh, I think key to that is also having internal champions. Uh, so a lot of the time digital transformation, people equate to um, either efficiencies or impacts to their day-to-day -day roles. So part of that education process needs to be an understanding of how the system will better help people do their jobs internally, as well as how that aligns to uh, the member experience and what uh, the trustee is trying to do in terms of a, a, a bigger picture, an overall strategic objective. So as mentioned, uh, change management is key to all this and being able to not only educate, but uh, inform and have some champion, internal champions in the organization to be able to reiterate that message or to be able to identify any concerns and be able to sort of address those uh, as, as throughout the program itself. Before we move on to the next question, um, I'd just like to know how long does the digital journey in fact take? Well, it, it does vary from organization to organization. And a lot of that depends on what the organization is trying to achieve. And, and what, what's the risk appetite? What's, uh, what's, the, what's the organization, yeah. How much the organization is willing to take control of. So that sort of lends, it lends itself towards discussions around the operating model of the organization, uh, what level of service they wanna be able to provide and what cost implications there are uh, to all that as well. Do organizations, in fact, have any choice in whether they decide to go on this journey? Can they, in fact, stay with the legacy systems you referred to earlier? Look, I think there are opportunities to improve uh, without having to change the legacy system uh, as part of that uh, transformation. Uh, that will only give you know, uh, varying degrees of uh, efficiencies as a result. But that's not to say that the, those things aren't important. And in many cases, those are the first steps towards um, achieving those long-term goals, uh, identifying any particular tactical solutions or short-term uh, short-term wins, which both increases the confidence of uh, the program, in, both internally as well as get some some, some runs on the board uh, with uh, with members. Is there a natural sequence of digital transformation that trustees? undertake the order in which um, things need to happen? Well, a, a lot of it does start at, at, the, at the highest level, so with the executives. So that's identifying what those strategic objectives are of, of the trustee and where they see the organization moving. So part of that is obviously um, understanding how much of the experience that the organization wants to take on board themselves. So if we, again, if we start looking at the operating model, how much do they want to be able to insource compared to outsource? Uh, how much of that um, the member journey do they actually want to control themselves? Um, so yeah, it initially starts with 
the definitions of strategic objectives, uh, looking at design principles, and then that has a ripple effect in terms of both the administration platforms, the operating model that the organization wants to adopt moving forwards, uh, and how they see uh, the member experience evolving either through the development of uh, applications, a redevelopment of uh, member portals, uh, as well as long-term goals, uh, such as identifying uh, next best actions for members or utilizing the data to try and define any member insights that, that can be derived both from the registry platform and from the wider sort of organization. When we start thinking about the marketing material, um, the various other pieces of information that the organization has got at the tips of their fingers. I asked a bit earlier about um, the the, uh, the length of um, the digital journey. What about the cost? How much does this cost companies? Well, the cost does vary depending again on the appetite um, of, of the of the trustee and, and where they where they see themselves heading. Uh, a lot of the costs are dependent upon the registry platform if the registry platform is key to that transformation. Uh, so there's varying cost price models that uh, the administrators um, make available uh, to such things. But um, I think part of that is trying to work out what the, the benefit is, is the benefit realization. Uh, so identifying not only just the upfront costs of establishing this, but what are both the, um, the returns, both from an optimization perspective, but from a service level perspective as well. So that's why it's, I guess it's important to also define KPIs as part of this program upfront as well. So knowing that these are the strategic objectives of the of the trustee, but how do we measure this, whether the success of what we're doing as part of this transformation program? And just following on from that question, we hear from time to time about uh, technology projects that um, blow out well over budget. What, what do organisations and trustees in particular need to do to ensure that projects like this um, remain on budget? Look, it's important to actually have the governance structure in place uh, for these long-term programs. Uh, so it's important to not only define uh, the program uh, through a series of different initiatives, but also um, identify various checkpoints or, or pro checkpoints throughout the program to make sure that we are still aligning to the strategic objectives of the trustee. Um, the costs are still within budget or still within reason. And depending on whether scope has increased or not, whether there's an appetite to continue down that path. How important is it to have an omni-channel strategy when undertaking a digital transformation? Well, it, it is important. Uh, it's probably more important that the, the trustee understand uh, their, their various, various member segments. Um, so we're seeing that uh, a number of uh, trustees uh, assume that their members are coming through on a particular channel, whether that's through the website, whether it's through phone calls uh, and the call center. Now, it's important to actually uh, do a, a bit of research in that space to verify exactly what are your most, uh, most critical channels um, for use within your members, within your members and then also identify what are the most expensive uh, channels that you're servicing as well. And as part of the digital transformation, 
one of the key objectives would be to try and utilize, uh, would be try to leverage some of those existing digital channels. So you ideally want to be able to filter or, or direct a number of different channels all through to the one, um, the one common digital channel. So therefore, you've got a consistent uh, flow in terms of how things are processed through the organization, uh, as well as knowing that a digital, the digital channel is usually the most cost effective as well. Another question that occurs to me is, um, we've been talking about this uh, digital transformation as a journey. Um, is there a destination or in fact, is this continuous, part of continuous improvement that um, we see in business? It's definitely part of a continuous improvement uh, process or a shift in that sort of thinking. Uh, I guess we sort of equate a digital transformation to be a more of the significant sort of uh, transformation uh, where it implies an, an upgrade or a change of the underlying registry platform. But look, once these sorts of platforms are in place, there's always a, a continual improvement or can, a continual learning piece involved uh, because the technologies not only uh, allow for immediate sort of improvements in efficiency and straight through processing and automation, but it also allows the capture of more information um, that allows for further insights and further improvements to be made. So that's not only you'll be able, you'll be able to understand both the members uh, in more detail, how they're utilizing the system uh, and be able to, again, when we start talking about uh, providing a level of service to the members, helping to identify those uh, key life events for the members, moments that matter, and identify next best action. So being able to utilize some of that near real-time data uh, to provide a better level of service for the members. That's all for this episode of Super Talk. Thanks to Chris Randall of IQ Group. For more episodes of Supertalk and for more information on the work of the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, visit our website at aist.asn.au and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.